What is up, Nerf Herders? It is time yet again to assemble for episode something something. We're in the teens now, I think. I'm pretty sure this is 13. Uh, uh, we're teenagers, yay. We're teenagers. Josh, how are we doing today? Um, I'm doing good, man. Um, I had a, like a, I just had an odd day for work. It was a weird Monday for me. I felt like it was another weekend day, and and uh, I was I just felt really disconnected from the office. But I've been doing a lot of other stuff to to tackle my time, and got some really cool projects uh, coming down the pipe here. And uh, so yeah, and I've been watching a lot of really good TV. I kind of I kind of chilled on the breaks a little bit for. Uh, for uh clone wars so you could catch up and so in the meantime <laughs> i've been watching some other awesome stuff and uh yeah i've been good how been how been you how been you how you been buddy how been you um you know uh i had like a weird monday as well for some reason it felt like last day of school because we were doing like a <laughs> bunch of cleaning and like cleaning up yeah. desks and every like the building was empty there's like barely anybody around so it was really it was like really weird because huh. things things of work have finally slowed down to where I can breathe a little bit. Mm-hmm. I only have mm-hmm. one overnight this week instead of like three. Uh, oh, okay. So, so the tickets have finally slowed down. Uh, like we've leveled out to being able to handle all the extra bandwidth that's coming through and all that stuff. So, so yeah, my my schedule gets to open up. So it was really weird today, uh, coming in and not having like a crap load to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was like, mm-hmm. screw it. I'm gonna get home a little bit early. I'm gonna start doing yard work. <laughs> because i'm an idiot hey it was a nice day to do it it was it was actually kind of warm outside so uh it was a nice day to do it man i had to run to the post office twice today and each time like i've just been i've just been in the habit of putting on some sweatpants or some jeans and a sweater at home because i like my house cold and then each time i stepped outside and it's like holy hell it's warm out here right Yeah, I actually I actually got out on the motorcycle for a little bit today just to run a quick errand. It was actually really nice. So, I mean, yeah, nice. just like we're getting in that beautiful weather, but it's also Nebraska. So it could turn in like no time. Yeah, I know. With knock no on warning wood, of any kind. Knock on three layers of wood somewhere. Yeah. Um, there's water on my desk right now. Wait, wait, did I spill something? Get it off there. <clears throat> I don't remember spilling anything. I don't know what that is. But. Um, I did catch up on Clone Wars. I did a pretty good job. Um, I'm, I'm starting to get right back into that familiar territory. Like, I'm like, oh, hey, okay. I I, I remember what happens here. Like, the, mm-hmm. the memories starting to pop in there. For for some of the episodes, like, a lot of the stuff uh, with Satine was, was pretty familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But, uh, so, I, well, I guess for anybody listening, we are going to talk spoilers because it is a show that's been out for quite a while. Uh, but, but we're only for... talking season two. Yes, right? just up to season okay. two. Okay. Um, so if I'm you're watching along with us, episodes into season three. But yeah, sorry, I, I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead. No, you're good. I'm about two episodes into season three, so we're around the we're around the same same period now. But, um, okay. but yeah, we will talk spoilers all the way up to season two. If you're watching along with us uh, and you are not caught up, now is the time to uh, jump off. Um. And just uh, just kind of like skip through and hope you don't see anything or just wait until you finish the series. But uh, so I think it was good to start with you because I, I already knew that I was going to like season two because I've, I've seen it before. But what did you think going in? Um, I uh, continue to really enjoy it. Um, there was uh, 
it as much as season two is is just like season one and in, in that it jumps around a lot there were yep. some themes that were prevail uh that prevailed in that um there was a lot of bounty hunter stuff um throughout the season uh cad bane was in there a lot especially in the beginning um but then some of the other bounty hunters uh kind of came came in and out um throughout this throughout the season um there was uh, a couple episodes that surrounded the Zillow Beast, which was really interesting, and in that um, even a lightsaber couldn't pierce its uh, shell. And so all the, the stuff around that and, and where it came from and, and the politics around it, and then you know possibly the, the Sith Lord's uh, ulterior motives for bringing it and studying it, that was interesting. Um, and, and then, then wanting uh, to clone it. <laughs> right, right. And then there was a couple episodes with the uh they were in the tunnels of of Lemuria, I think it was. Uh, Luminera, and it was like some zombie beasts were down there oh. because they had those they had those slime things from Wrath of Khan up in their heads. <laughs> and Yeah, that uh, was that was Geonosis actually. Okay. Um, well, they so... uh yeah, that that whole episode when they were down in the catacombs and these zombie things were coming after him. I was like, "Ooh, this is some creepy shit." And then right? the follow-up episode when <clears throat> when those things got into some stormtroopers um and took over a ship. Um that was some that was some really cool uh connected episodes. So, yeah, there's some there's a lot of really good stuff in there. I remember what my original thought was when I first saw that episode. Uh, with mm. the the Geonosian queen, mm-hmm. uh, and being like, that's gonna give. There's some little kids who have nightmares about that, probably to this day. Well, yeah, the, that that catacomb fucking... scene was freaking creepy, man. Like <laughs> creepy ju- as hell. And it jumps in with kind of like what we were talking about with season one, where like like there's some pretty like heavy stuff in here for a young kid. And yeah, and having a. Having a worm crawl into your brain and take over your thoughts is definitely something a little kid would think up and be terrified of. And then seeing it on screen in one of their favorite shows, I would imagine it'd just be, like, traumatizing. When a Jedi is, like, crying for you not to come, not to come down, like, don't come down here. There's something down here. It's like, oh, it's creepy. It's creepy. Uh, Yeah. And Obi-Wan being like, I don't care. I want to study the thing. Let's take it. (laughs) Right. Right. That was that was some good stuff. Um, there was also some more uh, uh, callbacks or tie-ins to the movies. There was an episode dedicated to uh, young Boba Fett trying to avenge his father. Yep, couple. Uh, and and, um, and so that was that was cool to see to see you know post that big battle in Clone Wars or no Attack of the Clones uh, where Mace Window kills Boba Fett's father in front of him. It was interesting to see him um, now wanting revenge on that. So I was happy to see that intertwined and it was, in there. And it was really clever how he got in there, too. Because, yeah, he's he was a clone himself. And so, yeah, yeah of course, he could sneak into that, that kind of stuff. And Yeah, no one seemed fine. to question his hairdo. But uh, otherwise, they were like, oh, this guy's promising. But, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. But it my was... favorite episode of the whole season was the deserter episode because yeah. you uh it was really interesting um i thought the the main plot of the of the 
the overall plot was, you know, it was it was just like a small bottle store within a bigger thing of 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 you know an uh, an attack on this planet, and some of these troops get get blown off course, and they end up in a farm, and uh, they find that the farm is run by a former stormtrooper who has grown up or grown old and raised a family there, and it really brought in some some things of should they turn him in? Is he a deserter? Is he should he be shamed for having his own mind and his own, you know, ambitions? And it was a really good episode to me. That's what I really like about the show is that they they didn't just focus on Jedi. Like, there are several episodes throughout the series that, like, this isn't a spoiler, but that are just focused on the clone troopers. Like, you don't see much of the Jedi at all. You don't see much of the familiar characters from the films. Like, it focuses right. just on, like, the grunts that are fighting this war. And yeah, of course you would see like because we've already seen some of them detract, and they had an mm-hmm. excellent they had an excellent explanation for it in uh, in uh, an episode at the very beginning of season three, um, when they're uh, when Shock T is talking to the the Kaminoans, which mm-hmm. it's like the first it's like the first episode of season three. So um, I won't mm-hmm. say what the explanation was, but yeah, like of course there would be some clones that I mean maybe it's not a perfect science maybe these uh like because like there was a there was something that was mentioned in uh The Force Awakens when Kylo Ren was talking to uh oh god what's his name his character's so forgettable um he's he was he was one of the generals and uh-huh. he was talking about how like when Finn detracted they're like well maybe maybe Supreme Leader Snoke would benefit from having a clone army because they were like that was their thing. Like they were obedient as hell, and then right. finding out that these clones are like detracting. Uh, there were there was another one like earlier in the series who uh, betrayed everybody. <laughs> like was like, yeah, I'm gonna take some money. Mm-hmm. It was like Ventures paid him off. It was like, yeah, that's 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 nuts. Well, because you can, it, it's one thing to to say that you know it's easy to show uh, the the ones that turned and now they're bad, you know. But then it's 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 a deeper uh, concept to show a deserter that feels like he did the right thing and he has a family and he still has honor and stuff like that. Yep. And uh, and I I loved how he was talking down to the troopers too. Like you know what number are you? And the guy's like, hey, I got a name too. You know, Dick. And uh, <laughs> I mean, there was some good back and forth between them. And uh, yeah, that I thought that whole episode was really good. And and, and and even they even made him look different, which is kind of interesting that, that, you know, he was a little older and stuff like that. But I mean, there was a back in the first season, there was a point where Grievous was um, or not Grievous. Well, it was it was uh, Count Dooku was talking to Grievous and saying, you know, the, the good guys take care of their clone troopers better than you take care of your robots, you know. And but it, it is interesting because these clone troopers, you know, they uh, they're ba- they're slaves, you know. And I yep. mean, it's it's not like they made a commitment to be, you know. It's not like they they were, you know, they signed up like you and I could sign up to be in the military. They they were born and bred for that purpose. So, you know, when when one of them develops a want or will to do something else, is that really? deserting or is that you know a slave no longer wanting to be a slave so it was an interesting concept 
for me, and I I really appreciated that episode. And uh, honestly, like the only thing that threw me at the time about the episode was just like the logistics of a human mating with a Twi'lek and and their kids right. coming out normal. I was like, that was the only thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're not going to get into that, but I mean, he no, had a family. No, they didn't even touch on that one. <laughs> he had a family, and he wasn't so prejudiced that he was going to make sure there was a human. He was like, you know what? It's an alien. I don't care. Right. Love is right. love. <laughs> this. Clone Wars was, was ahead of its generation at the time. Well, and then even on top of that was that clones could could mate. I mean that they could yeah. that they could bear yeah, children. Very that wasn't even. I mean, if if human human versus alien, but then alien with clone, you know, like that's even uh, the the risks are even higher. But apparently they're just fine. Um, there is another thing that I noticed in this season, and I believe, let's see, I believe it's an admiral. No, that's the rebels. There's a there's a British. Um, general or admiral that's in the clone wars a lot and he's your typical he's got a mustache and everything um he's got the british accent i can't find his name right now but he's in there a lot um and he's he's constantly going back and forth with anakin which isn't surprising because anakin is always you know he's always kind of going against the grain and he's always rebelling and stuff like this but i did notice that there are times when you know the jedis need some help or the clone troopers need some help and this guy isn't always willing to do it and it gave me hints of well this is this is why it's so easy for some of these guys to become bad guys later on because they're already kind of you know bad guys they just you know and they have the firepower and they have the power in these big old ships they just happen to be good guys at the at the time but, you know, this general, you know, every, there's a there's a couple scenes where he and Anakin have have uh, some good bonds together. But there's some other times where I could be like, yeah, it, this guy's going to be a villain once, uh, you know, Order 66 goes out and and all of these ships turn bad, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's actually. His name, his name's uh, Yularen, uh, Wolf Yularen. Um, and I think he's oh, actually the him? same voice. Yeah, I think he's actually the same voice that does all the episode intros too. But, oh, okay. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the uh, it's it's especially interesting because it's showing that hint that the Jedi are actually not who they're really taking their orders from, right? And uh, and yeah, I mean, when you think about the context of Order sixty six, it's basically you know what these guys are all about saving the Republic uh they they're government soldiers and then as soon and order 66 is basically like when you get down into it like how like when are they told about order 66 it's like mm-hmm. when is that like is it a contingency plan that's been put in place or was it something like like halfway through the war that they were going on like when does it actually get into their mind like that's those are the questions that are being like that are going to start getting asked around these right around this point in the series. Um, so I'm, inter- I'm interested to see how you, uh, how you react to, to that. Like, that's okay. Be, well, uh... yeah, I mean, don't, don't spoil anything for me. Cause if this no, is answered, no, 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 then no, I no, want to, no, no, no. but it is interesting because order 66 was, was a, was a trooper order. You know, it turned, it was a, it was the programmed in to turn all the, all the stormtroopers against the Jedi, but someone like Admiral 
you learn you learn whatever his name is he's he's human you know so a lot of these humans had to make that choice as well and and i if if it if that is something that this series covers i'll be really excited because it is i just get those hints and i and and it's so interesting because it's cool to see all this in war and everything and it's it's cool to see you know uh obi-wan and and anakin you know commanding these troops but then every once in a while you just look at those ships and you remember that these turn into the villains real soon and all this power turns against them real soon and it's just it's just so crazy how they how they have it seems like all the power in the world and how that that's going to be turned on them really quickly so um yeah just just those tones you know you could say the same thing like oh this can't be really that interesting because you know what's going to happen but there's just so much in there um even in this earlier uh, earlier seasons where things are kind of all over the place that it just makes it so interesting and i just love this deeper uh dive into everything that went on before you know they all just went bad and so and we got some more mandalorians in this season which was interesting um and uh and that was a that was a couple episodes dedicated to that and yeah this is just it was still it was still out of out of uh order but it was it was a lot of real great episodes in this season so i really liked it yeah it was really tough talking about the mandalorian series um like in the context of like somebody who hadn't seen clone wars yet mm, um cuz mm-hmm. like i cuz i didn't want to like because it, like it got said a lot while we were talking about that there isn't a lot of Mandalorian media out there. And I was like, well, there is. <laughs> There's quite a bit. Um, and like, I, I, I'm still, they're still like my favorite, uh, like faction, aside from the Jedi and the Star Wars universe, mm-hmm. because they're, because they're just so interesting, and I and I love that this series delves into them. Um. And like especially in such a like contrasted way, because mm-hmm. you've got the the Duchess of the Mandalorians being like, you know what, we're gonna stay neutral. We're we're going for peace. We're not like that anymore. Mm-hmm. And then obviously, a faction of uh, Mandalorians are like, yeah, that's kind of not how we've done business over the last uh, several hundred years, mm-hmm. several thousand years, depending on uh, how far back these people are understanding everything's going. But right. Um, but yeah, that's uh, and we also got to see the dark saber for the first time in this ser- in this uh, season. So, yeah, and uh, I'm still so we we did see that. Now, did that originate from this, or did it originate somewhere else? Because it seemed just just like it did when it showed up in the Mandalorian. When I saw that, I was just like, okay, this is this is a callback to something else because it's 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 nowhere near explained at all it's just there and it's the same way it was just there in the clone war so is that connected to some other show or where is that coming from so uh well so there's there's two answers uh this was the first appearance uh that fans had seen was in this show okay Oh, it was, um, but it's, but it's got a, but it's got a deeper lore story. Oh, I'm sure it does. I just, but that so, was my question was, was this the first time it was ever, it ever showed up in a, in a yes. show? Okay. 
I didn't know if it was yes. like if it showed up in the in the Samurai Jack version or not. Okay, interesting. Well, I'm no, so I'm, I'm guessing we're gonna get some more of that lore because it just kind of showed up and then went away. Yeah, this was so. the uh, that episode. The episode where you saw it is the first appearance of it uh, mm-hmm. that we had seen, um, and it's. Uh, like did did it kind of like the Leonardo DiCaprio uh, meme where you just kind of like I don't know if you've seen that recently where yes. it's like pointing at a screen or something like that yeah was that mm-hmm. kind of the moment for you after seeing it in the Mandalorian <laughs> like hey yeah yeah right I was like oh I know what that is kind of <laughs> mm-hmm. the uh, yeah there's a there's there's a very interesting uh, I don't know if it's canon but there's a very interesting story around like the the origins of that weapon. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember if it's canon to the Star Wars universe anymore or if it ever was, but uh, sure. But yeah, it's uh, but yeah, it's like I'd I'd love to see more of it. Mm-hmm. Is really what it comes down to. But you are gonna you are gonna see more of it through these animated series. Uh, so don't think that that was just like the like Good. the one. I I don't think that you assumed that it was a one off. But I didn't think so either. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, good. Well, um. Like I said, I'm five episodes into season three, and I, I, I took a break from that so that you could catch up. The only other thing I could say about season two is that I loved the opening um, with, you know, as much as it uh, some of these episodes are out of order, and I realize that even more when I see certain things in season three, the first three episodes had Cad Bane in it, and that dude is a badass. Yeah. Like, yes, he, he was... I mean, like it that that first that the holocron heist episode felt like the first ten minutes of the Dark Knight to me, where it was so calculated and he was a badass and he was just like he didn't care he didn't care if, you know if it was the Senate if it was whatever he was he was on a mission and he had it all planned out and he was a badass and so I don't know if he's a reoccurring character or if he's only in that season but the three episodes I saw him in he was pretty pretty awesome yeah and then his droid voiced by uh seth green oh uh, really oh yeah nice i thought i recognized the voice but i didn't like, i didn't dig deeper I'm, interesting i'm pretty sure uh seth green clone war yeah that that came up pretty much right <laughs> so. yeah nice yeah. well he was yeah, total, he was total 360 badass design badass uh uh confidence they just they just wrote that opening for him really well. And then the following couple episodes were really good too. Um, yeah. He wasn't afraid of the Jedi. He wasn't afraid of anybody really. And he, and he got down and dirty uh, when he needed to. So yeah, I like that dude. And it was, and it was great to have his, like his character alone, just, just as far as this year, like if you hadn't seen any other pieces of star Wars media or anything like that, um, and you were just seeing, well, I guess I guess that doesn't matter. But if like all you had seen is the movies, mm-hmm. and you get to see this character who's outsmarting the Jedi, who mm-hmm. is like constantly just being like, you know what, you, you guys, I've got this all figured out. Like I know you, I know what you guys would do. Like seeing somebody who is that calculated against Jedi who supposedly can feel the future and utilize the Force and like these basically magic wizards, um. Like seeing him toy with them the way that he does is is a great reminder that the Jedi are not invincible. They all they have plenty of vulnerabilities, right? And uh, which to to some people always, well, at least when I first saw the series, I remember how frustrating it was 
to see mm-hmm. how I was like, come on, you're Jedi. What the fuck's going on? Uh, this time around, that frustration was still a little bit there, but I was just like, yeah, I fucking this guy. <laughs> it, yeah. It's it's a little bit like from somebody who would love nothing more than to be a Jedi in real life. I'm like, you know what? You're giving us a bad name right now, guys. Like, just <laughs> fucking kill. Just fucking kill the guy. You get several instances of that throughout the entire show. Yeah. Where it's just yeah. like this. This really shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. I was like, if you want to show weakness, have it be Ahsoka because she's still got shit to learn. I was like, yeah. don't be having Obi Wan and Anakin and Yoda and all them, everybody in the council being fooled by all this shit. Right. Uh, but he's, but yeah, you're you're right. He's an absolute badass. Uh, I love his character and uh, the bounty hunter stuff alone. Like, I love the criminal underworld. And Star yeah, they, Wars. like, there's, there's a whole a lo- another universe around that that you can go into. And there's a lot of it that they showcase here. There's a lot of different bounty hunter factions and and everything like that. And you see these characters and then you see them come back up and, you know, you see Anakin and Obi-Wan get captured. And then later on they run into him again, defending a planet. Was that in season two was the magnificent seven, uh, uh, episode in season two or was that in season three? Let me see here. You know what, you know what? Yes. It's bounty hunters. So episode 17 of season two, is it it's the same thing there was an episode in mandalorian there's an episode in every show it's the magnificent seven episode it's the good guys come upon a village and the village is getting taken advantage of by some uh bigger meaner race and they're always farmers right and and they're always farmers (laughs) and the good guys have to teach the farmers how to fight and it's, I mean, and, and, and Magnificent Seven didn't do it first. It was the Seven Samurai, but it is, it is the Magnificent Seven Syndrome. So when I saw that, I was like, so, so this show had it. And then the Mandalorian had it on top of this show. So it's like, it's <laughs> Star Wars keeps on going back to the Magnificent Seven. Like how many shows are going to have this exact episode? <laughs> that was the one thing that was like, again, again with this. Like it's it's the most tired and true uh, formula for a, an episode ever, and I oh, it yeah. just cracked yeah. me up that it was in there. Been so many shows at this point too. It's like it's almost sure. something that you kind of expect out of something like this universe that we're in. But yeah, sure. that uh, that pirate is a uh, Hondo. Yes, and he's mm-hmm. and he's awesome. Like and yeah, he's also and I like a it when rich he voice up. acting history as well. Mm. Like, I, well I liked his... him a lot. You can't remember the actor's name, but yeah, he's he's in a lot of animated features. Well, I know we have other stuff to talk about, but the only other thing I'll say so far about Clone Wars is that I really, I really do like it, especially when we see uh, uh, episodes that are dedicated to some of these uh, stormtroopers, and we see them as cadets, and we see them as rookies, and we see them growing up and everything. It is really cool to see that, but... If anything, it makes the movies look worse because when you <laughs> when you see these guys and when you see them as competent warriors alongside the ranks of Anakin and Obi Wan, and then you see an entire you know handful of good guys running down a hallway with stormtroopers on either side in the middle of a bad guy ship, and nobody gets shot. You know, as we see in in a lot of the times in the newer movies, um, it yeah. just it's just like, did they forget? Did they stop training how to shoot? Or like it just <laughs> it's just like 
in in these episodes they are competent warriors in the movies they are they can't shoot something three feet in front of them it is bizarre to me and it is well, and it's always been bizarre to me they've talked about what are you talking about the prequels or are you talking about like the original trilogy and I'm talking Come about on. the original trilogy. I'm talking about the 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 new the the new trilogy. Um, there's a scene where Poe and Finn are uh, are running down a hallway with stormtroopers behind them, in front of them, on the sides, and they're in a hallway. They're in a hallway. They should be easily gunned down, and no one <laughs> yeah. can shoot them. And it's just like, what you know? These guys are. And, and it, I always thought that. I always thought that the clones looked like the coolest thing ever. They've got the coolest helmets. They're iconic. But uh, the, the older I grew up and the more I watched the films, they became iconically stupid for how they missed all the time. And then you see yeah. this show when they're competent and when they're badass. And it's like, are these the same? <laughs> like, Did something happen? Did Order 66 have them turn on the Jedi? And then after they killed all the Jedi, they forgot how to shoot? Or what happened? But something happened, well, and I want the expl- well, explanation to that. Well, the explanation might be that we're not seeing clones anymore. I mean, maybe. Uh, but are you telling me that they still like, don't train? We're seeing all of these, like, training uh, uh, places, and they even have a, like almost like an X-Men danger room in the third season. And you're telling <laughs> me that they don't do that with the new cadets? I mean, who who knows what happened to the war budget after the Empire took over? <laughs> well, they were that's like, true. we're building, we're building the Death Star now, and yeah. we're building two, that's because, true. of, well, I guess we can't say it was a fatal flaw because now we've seen Rogue One. Yeah, but uh, but that is low hanging fruit. I do love the show. So oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We'll yeah. have to we'll have to get back with season three here in a in a week or two. That's the part of the Star Wars universe that the makers of Star Wars would just like us to be like, you know what? Just don't think about it too just much. Just don't okay? think about it. <laughs> <laughs> just, just leave it alone. Right. right. Uh, but so you said that you were watching some other stuff in order to mm-hmm. uh, like let me catch up. What was uh, what was taking up the time? Um, well, I've watched um, I caught up on Better Call Saul, the season five. Uh, binged watch of that pretty quickly. Uh, that was an amazing season. I thought it was going to be the end. Uh, it's not apparently. Um, but a lot of shit goes down and it is, it is the true, uh, apotheosis, the, him becoming better, better call Saul. And it was really interesting. So I know you watch those shows too. I don't know if you're caught up. I don't want to spoil it for you, but it's a great, great season. Have you seen any of the news? You you haven't? Okay. Well, it's, it's worth it. And I, I binged it real quick just because it was i just ate it up it was so good it was so good um what else have i been watching i watch extraction with the the chris hemsworth movie on netflix and i'm telling you man it was incredible (laughs) i'm Uh, i'm stoked like because you got the uh you got the avengers stunt team or stunt coordinator uh, who's made who made it and boy, did and, it, it uh, just, he shines. He shines so yeah. much. He's got a future. And, and for people who don't know, John Wick was created by stunt teams, mm-hmm. like former stunt stunt people and stunt coordinators and all that stuff. And so, like, you see is like, you know what? When we get to focus on just stunts and all, like, just the trailer looks really, really cool for Extraction. So, yeah, yeah. Like, but I'm going to sit down and watch that one with CCM. I'm, I'm really excited for that one. 
Yeah, well, and, you know, there's been this thing for a few years now of the Avengers curse with Chris Hemsworth, basically saying that every single one of his films outside of Avengers has disappointed and or bombed. And granted, this movie's coming out on Netflix, so we can't really, we won't really have the figures to say whether or not it bombed. You know, it won't be as easy as, oh, what was the box office? But it is a great film, and he acts fantastic in it. And the action is just ridiculous. It, it gave me a Man on Fire vibe combined with, like, the raid. Because some of these scenes and, and the shots that went into it are just insane. And I I mean, it is it is low on plot, but it's got enough plot there that makes it interesting. And, and you know, Chris Hemsworth shines in it. I mean, I just ate that shit up. I wasn't going into there thinking this was going to be Oscar-worthy. I wanted the badass action film that I was presented with in the trailer, and they had delivered. And so, yeah, it's a it's a hard R action film that you should definitely see. Well, I mean, I mean, they had me at Chris Hemsworth. Honestly, it, it wasn't until like I looked, like I watched the trailer and really paid attention and saw the Russo brothers' names across there. And <laughs> yeah, but the, I mean, the... you know, Chris Hemsworth's uh, Men in Black movie not that good. Um, he had no. the, he had that black hat movie that nobody went and saw. I still haven't seen it. I kind of wanted to, but I heard it was just shit. Um, I mean, he's he's very talented, uh, but I mean, I don't know. I don't know what what the deal is with him, but he he shines in this movie. And I mean, uh, granted, you know, he got his fame through Avengers. He he wasn't like the Robert Downey Jr. who had a career before Avengers. You know, he he really came to be through the Avengers, and that is always going to be the challenge of anybody that comes up through a franchise and then has to venture out, you know. So um, I'm glad that at least most people are considering this a win for him, and uh, and I hope that the director gets more gets more uh, attention because, uh, yeah, this was a fantastic debut. Well, and that, that's kind of the thing about... Uh, Chris Hemsworth now is that we're we're seeing like how good of an actor he actually is outside like even without without like the action roles or anything like like I mean he was he was kind of like the only redeeming factor for the the Ghostbusters movie he was in uh, well, yeah but that's not saying much <laughs> no no that's like not a small like, that's list set, of that's slivers of redeeming factors <laughs> that's setting a low bar I'll give you that but yeah. like he was he was funny yeah, he, he was, was still funny. really funny. Sure. sure. Um, even his part in, uh, like, he's he's got another film that came out, not not terribly recently, but it's I don't know if it's a Castaway ripoff, but he's like a, oh God, what's it called? He's like, I don't know if he's stranded or if he's just living out in the, living out in the sea. Let me see if I can find this here. But it looks like it is oh, a completely I think I saw this trailer. different. Like it's a completely it's a completely different tone um, than what we've than what we've seen him in, in the heart of the sea. That's what it's called. Well, that's uh, the recounting old... of a New England whaling ship's sinking by a giant whale in 1820, an experience that later inspired the great novel Moby Dick. Yeah, uh, it was from 2015. So okay, so this, this is a while ago, but still like in the middle of all of his uh yeah. uh Avengers fame and all that stuff. But yeah, not a comedy. Uh wouldn't really call it an action film. 
Right. Uh, it's an action. Well, it's an action adventure biopic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was. It was supposed to be bigger. I remember them talking it up, and it and it just didn't. It just didn't pull it off. I mean, it looked really good. The trailer for it looked really good, and I'm I'm a oh, big it, fan of Cillian Murphy. But yeah, I didn't. Uh, I didn't catch it. It's got a. Uh, it's got a six point nine on IMDb. Uh, it's got a forty three on Rotten Tomatoes and a forty seven on Metacritic. But, mm. um, but no, like he, like that's not terrible, right? Uh, for for a role in that era like obvious like 92 percent of google users liked the movie but then again i don't know how many people are jumping on google and hating it mm-hmm. just to hate it but, well oh my god there's a 20 there's a 2010 moby dick movie and it's ripping off the jaws uh <laughs> cover art i'm like i'm gonna have to watch this this looks ridiculous i've liked him um, in a couple other movies <laughs> he was great in cabin in the woods he was he was good in that um, he was good in the Huntsman. He was in Red Dawn too, wasn't he? Yeah, but that was a shitty, shitty remake of a fantastic, yeah. fantastic movie. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And he had a he had a really so shit death in that movie too. Yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. He was he was uh, he was good in Star Trek. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, as small of a role as it was, but yeah. But um, but the other thing I've been doing I'm... when I haven't been watching shows, uh, I've been I've been working on hobbies. And uh, and it's kind of Star Wars related because I've I've been working on my arcade units and you haven't come over and seen them yet, but I have a few of those arcade one up cabinets and those have kind of been taking my attention lately. And uh, like and I'm like you were talking about a mod, so you're like getting in deep to all this stuff. Now I wasn't really like super into uh, arcade cabinets mm-hmm. uh, terribly much until I saw the documentary on. Uh, Oh man, I can't remember his name, but he was the, I got the documentary was kind of like 50, 50. It was about the, the Donkey Kong world record. Oh, right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The controversy um, all around it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, the dickhead douchebag who was like, who had the record and like was causing a bunch of crap just to make sure this one guy didn't break it. Who by all accounts seemed to have legitimately broken his record. Yeah. This is oh. the the King of Kong uh, documentary yes. that you're talking about. Yes. Yeah, it's fantastic. It's really good. It's a really good watch. Yeah, was it, a, it feels like it a was. sports documentary, but it was about a video game. <laughs> it was a really well made documentary. Like I yeah. like I remember watching it on YouTube. But like, but like, I had only seen clips of it, and I'm like, screw mm-hmm. it. You know, I'm gonna sit down. I'm just gonna like check it out. And I open it up thinking I I don't know if I'm gonna care this much about a video game from the eighties documentary, which is weird coming from me being a gamer and a nineties kid, but yeah. Yeah. I, I eventually, I ended up sitting like right through the whole thing well, and then wh- like seeing how like they were like freaking out because like the, like they wanted to inspect the board yeah. of the arcade cabinet and seeing mm-hmm. and like having that reality blown at me that it's really just a motherboard that's in there, mm-hmm. a motherboard and a TV screen, not the entire cabinet filled with crazy electronics. Right. Yeah, you would think you would think so, cause it's so, cause it's kind of shaped like that. You're like, oh, what's all yeah. behind there? And no, it's really not. Even in the old ones, no, it's really not. <laughs> yeah. So, so like for to give some context, you got to fill us in on what all arcade cabinets you've actually got your hands on. Okay. Well, well, first of all, that one more thing about the King of Kong, it really helped that Billy Mitchell looked like a villain. 
Like he looked like real yes, life Lex Luthor oh with his with his long hair and his beard and it's dark. He looked like a and villain, straightened. so it was really easy to be like, ah, there's something fishy going on here. Like, he looked like Gandalf the asshole. Like, yes. it's just like, yes. like it was it was creepy to mm-hmm. a weird point. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's funny. It's a good documentary. So yeah, if, but you, anyway. if you're if you're listening to this and you have not seen The King of Kong, I definitely recommend it. You probably find it for free somewhere. If not, oh, yeah, it might right. be it might be on a streaming site somewhere. It's out. I'm gonna there. look it's that up there. for you. Um. So, yeah. So, ah. Uh, okay. So the cabinets that I currently have, I I have. So all of these are arcade one up cabinets. And if you, I mean, I'm sure you've seen them by now. They're in they're in every store. They're in Walmart and Costco and Shields. It's basically a company yeah. that's been putting out these cheap. Uh, they're they're not full size cabinets. They're they're three fourths level. So actually, you have to buy a riser in order for them to be tall enough to stand and play them. But they're miniature versions of of the original cabinets. They make them look like the original cabinets, and it's got the full games in them. Um, and they've come out in a couple phases so far. The first couple ones were Galaga, Pac Man, um, and I think Asteroids oh, was one of them. Yeah, so Galaga has always been my favorite arcade game of all time. So that was the first one that I bought. Um, and these cabinets, they're not too bad. So the first original ones were like two ninety nine. They might have been three ninety nine when they came out, but if you waited till like a sale or Black Friday, they went down to two ninety nine or th- or one ninety nine even. Um, and they're really yeah. simple to put together. Um, so I have Galaga um, and. Then they started putting out some nicer ones. They put out a Mortal Kombat trilogy one with Mortal Kombat 1 through 3. So I've got that one. Uh, then they put out Street Fighter, uh, which had Street Fighter 1 and 2, um, and then an alternate version of Street Fighter. So I got that one. Um, and then I started finding places around town, like gamers, that had um, the cabinets that were broken. And just like when you started seeing these, the miniature versions of the NES and the Nintendo and the PlayStation coming out, immediately people were like, sure, we'll pay, you know, 50, 100 bucks for these miniature versions, but they only come with 10 games. Why don't we mod them with a Raspberry Pi and put thousands of games on this thing? So basically the same concept mm-hmm. went to these cabinets. Um, and so I bought the shells for Pac-Man and I think another Galaga, um, and I switched out the screens, and I installed a Raspberry Pi, and suddenly, you know, these cabinets, which either only had one game, or they had maybe a max of three games in them at one time, now they had, you know, thousand games, or the one Raspberry Pi that I bought offline had, like, 15,000 games in it, so it had, like, everything from classic arcades to PlayStation 1 on, on the cabinet that you could play. And I loved that. I thought that was, it was insane. Um, and then the last cabinet that I bought for full price um, was the Star Wars cabinet. And that ca- that's one of the most recent ones. They've had a couple since then. They had like a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle one, which is really nice, and a Marvel one, which is really nice. But the Star Wars one has the yoke from the original Star Wars cabinet. And it's the Atari Trilogy from way back in the day <laughs> and it's really simple to play but it's really fun and it's actually really hard like there's three difficulty levels and if you put it on medium even it gets hard 
and it's real simple gameplay, but it's really hard at the same time. And it's and it's simple graphics because it's Atari, but it's it's just beautiful. It's fantastic. And the cabinet has this beautiful Star Wars art on it, and I had to have it. So I bought that from Shields. And I've had these for a while now, and I was like, I have six of them. I was like, I'm good. We had a big Halloween party last year. I brought half of them upstairs, and everybody loved them. I was like, I don't need to. I, I had mine that were modded. It's like, I don't need to do anymore. Well, then, um, something crazy happened this week. I'm a part, or last week, I'm a part of a, of a of an arcade one-up modding group on Facebook. There's thousands of members. And people started saying, hey, I got my cabinet for 50 bucks at Walmart today. And they and they were showing pictures of it. And they were like, no way in hell. Because even like the lower versions are still running $299, $399. Some of these other versions are running $499, depending on uh, which cabinet it is. And people were like, no mm-hmm. way in hell. And then another person said, hey, I got it for 50 bucks. And then people started posting receipts. And then people started posting screenshots of the Walmart app saying 50 bucks. And basically what was happening was with everything coronavirus going on, Walmarts had a crazy inventory of arcade one-up cabinets that they weren't moving. And they needed to get rid of them because arcade one-up has more titles that's coming. So they might not be selling the super fancier ones like Star Wars or or um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but other titles like Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat and Final Fight, they were marking down from $3.99 to $50. And so basically the entire group started going insane and trying to hunt them down in their, in their own towns. And I was getting pissed because everything that I could find, <laughs> Omaha was still full price. And every other post on my Facebook page was like, I bought five for 50 bucks each, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, damn you. And basically, with with all the modding that you could do, if you go on YouTube, look at arcade one-up mods, they're amazing. But still, the most expensive part of the mod is buying the arcade unit first. So if these things were being marked down to 50 bucks, that means the most expensive part of your mod suddenly got a giant decrease, and you're saving hundreds of dollars. You can buy the shell for 50 bucks and then make whatever you wanted and it would still likely be under what you would have paid for full price and you know like i was in a meeting last week and i saw that the the walmart down the street from me had it but by the time i got out of the meeting they were gone and i was i it was just it was chaos everybody was just going after them and and then they were gone but i actually did get one yesterday I woke up Sunday morning and I saw one in Council Bluffs that was there and I sped way over the speed limit to get over there and I ran into the store <laughs> and I begged a guy to go looking back and he found one for me and so I got it and so now I can do my mods. Well, there you go. Mm-hmm. But basically I... I'm I'm going to do a mod and then I'm having somebody else mod my Star Wars so that they can put like the Sega Trilogy Star Wars and pod racing and battle pod on there and i sent you a video of it his name is b kong and he's got a youtube channel and everything and he's gonna mod it for me but he's been he takes this atari cabinet and puts the big the best titles that you've ever played on a star wars arcade on there and it's just amazing that what you can do with just buying a couple new parts and a couple new buttons 
but yeah, like you said, it's really just, you know, some, some changes to the motherboard, but that's about it. Or installing a computer so you could have better graphics. But uh, the things you can do to these arcade one-up cabinets is, is pretty amazing. Like, I always wanted to, like, because I've got a Steam uh, Connect. It's basically just a little, uh, like, I built, uh, like, I've got a powerhouse PC. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's, like, like the only place that I can play is on my desktop. And so, like, one thing that I always wanted to do was uh, pick up, like, there, it's, I don't know if it's called a Steam Connect, but it's basically just a, a little box that streams the games from your computer so you can play them on your TV with a controller. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I thought it would be really cool to like take that tech out of it and put it into like an arcade cabinet of some kind, uh-huh. because the only games that I play on that box are like Ori and the Blind Forest or or the Will of the Wisps now, but right, um, like like basically like two D platformers, very simple games. Like I'm not looking to play anything like super complex on there because mm-hmm. you're dealing with latency. So like you don't want to you don't want to play any like competitive or anything like that. Right. And putting it in our in an arcade cabinet, I always thought would be like really really cool, and uh, but like the amount of stuff that you can do with Raspberry Pi nowadays is just ridiculous. Yeah, it uh, it's just uh, like unlimited almost. Well, <laughs> like it's yeah, ri- it's the, ridiculous. The current Pies they kind of max out around the PS2 era of gaming, but yeah. but now people are starting to do uh, mini computer builds, and you know, me and you were talking about building a gaming computer. You know, we're talking about a you know a, a low end gaming computer was like twelve hundred bucks. Well, for two hundred bucks for a hundred, uh, uh, well, that was mid range. Okay, mid range. Like, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't lowball you too. I didn't lowball your performance too hard. Okay, well, it's kind of the unfortunate thing about it is it is kind of expensive. Right. Well, even still, for two hundred dollars, you can get a computer that would play arcade games like NFL Blitz and and uh oh, stuff like that oh, oh. and and there's uh, and i've seen if you go on uh if you go on youtube i've seen uh, people like killer arcade games cag he turned an arcade one up into a blitz 2000 cabinet and it is amazing he got the artwork done because there's companies now that will give you the artwork they'll print it off for you and you just slap it on like a sticker and he made his <laughs> arcade his his arcade one up cabinet look exactly like blitz and it plays blitz 99 through 2000 and it is amazing i mean it is absolutely amazing and i loved blitz growing up so that's part of what my other mod is going to be is putting in uh, it's about a 200 hundred dollar computer so i can play games like blitz but you see things like that you see some people have have modded theirs to play xbox one and ps4 games and and to what you're saying, actually, there's a competitor of Arcade One Up called At Games, and they put out an At Games Legends cabinet that has about 25 games that are, eh, but it has the capability, um, in it. Not this isn't a mod, but it will connect to your Steam account, and then you can play your games from Steam with the arcade panel. You don't have to go in and code it; it will do it for you. So it's that that nice. that type of system already exists and it's incredibly tempting because that thing it's got HDMI input you can connect your Nintendo Wii to this thing I've seen people do it just as simple as that cuz it's got the HDMI and the connections there it's meant to be kind of an all-in-one type system um and it's pretty impressive what it can do with Steam 
is pretty amazing. That was a huge selling point for people. So maybe you should look into that. That that might end up being the direction I need to go, but I I feel like it would end up being another piece of tech that ends up in my house. I know. And, and these things aren't small. The, especially the at games. Your 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 uh your basement is crowded enough. <laughs> this at games <laughs> thing. The the nice thing about these arcade one-up cabinets is that they are pretty tiny and they're pretty thin. But the more you mod them, the bigger they get. So yeah, they take up they take up room, and I think I've maxed out at six. Uh, my my wife won't let me get any more, so I'm I'm I just sold one of mine today so that I could uh, uh, do this mod with the fifty dollar one that I bought. So yeah, yeah. I p- I picked a lot of bad hobbies if if you like uh, <laughs> open spaces in in your rooms. Right, <laughs> right. I was like, I got I got drums and guitars everywhere. I got camera equipment and lighting equipment all over the place. Now I'm getting into guns, so who knows what that's gonna end up doing? Yep, yep. Uh, just. <laughs> I, I I want it really bad. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I want an arcade cabinet like like that really bad. But at the same time, I feel like it would just end up getting not getting used. It, it takes up but a lot I, of space. I do need to come to your place though. Yeah, you do. You do. And it's, well, wait, wait till I get these mods because when I get these mods, okay. and especially this one, the 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 Star Wars one is going to be nice. Uh, but this one that I'm trying to do is really to be like an all in one. I want. I all the games that I want to play, I want it to be on this thing, and so um, it's gonna take me some time to build it. But then I'll probably be getting rid of some of my other ones because you know they they're just kind of there. I I won't ever get rid of Galaga because it is it looks like the old Galaga game uh, or or, or uh, arcade cabinet. It's the original game, and then it's got Galaxian on there too. And I'll never get rid of that because that's my favorite arcade game of all time. But uh, yeah, it is. It's pretty fun. But it's not, if you're buying it at full price, it's not cheap. But if you can find them cheaper, then I would do it. And and those cabinets that I modded before, I found at this gamers in town. Uh, and it was so weird that they were so cheap. Like, they had a pallet of them, and they were selling them crazy cheap. And then I was buying the broken ones from them for crazy cheap, because they didn't know how to fix them. And I'm like, I don't care. I really just want the shell. I'm going to replace the screen and their motherboard and everything. And I don't even know that much about about that kind of stuff, but it's so easy to find on YouTube now. You can do it pretty darn easy. But I I always kind of got the idea that something shady was going on there. Like the the guy that was working there was this young kid, and he was always marking stuff down. Like, you know, I saw somebody that went in there to buy a, 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 a Switch, and he was like, I'll give it to you for this price. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, I understand like fighting for that sale but when you drop it down so much like it's kind of like does your boss know you're doing this like he was this young kid and he would go on these like i wouldn't say rants but he would go on these conversations with me where i would just listen to him and he was like 19 and was like you know i'm ambitious i'm trying to do something for myself and if i've got to roll around here in the mud for a while i'm gonna do it but i'm gonna make my way and i'm like okay good for you but still does your boss know you're <laughs> selling these things at this price and I always thought it was weird, but, th- and then, so then not even a week after I got my cabinets and I was done with that shop, the owner and that kid was on the news. They were arrested because <laughs> it's crazy. It's so crazy. So gamers used to be this huge name in Omaha and then they went bankrupt. Well, then they came back and this, this guy, he put his face on the billboards. He put his face on the trucks. 
he was like, I'm bringing this back. And apparently he was even a YouTube personality at one point that I never knew of. But there's a location down near Nebraska Furniture Mart on 72nd Street. It was a it was like one of the original gamers locations. And when they went bankrupt, they lost that location and another gaming shop kind of fil- took its spot just because everybody kind of knows to go there for games. But it was struggling and it's always been struggling. But apparently the new owner of gamers had the key for that other previous gamer spot and they were breaking into that spot in the middle of the night and stealing their games and their consoles so that they could have the inventory for their new shops and that's why their new shops just they popped up a new shop in in west o they popped up a new shop in lincoln and they were like we're on the rise baby well they're on the rise because they got all their inventory from this other shop and no wonder he was marking them down because they didn't Jesus. have to pay for them to begin with. And they wanted them off the shelves. <laughs> it was all over the news. And I was like, no wonder that place was shady as hell. Uh, <laughs> but God uh, damn. Yeah, I did my business with him and then, you know, wiped my hands. But uh, yeah, that was crazy. And I, I just I just remember thinking something was fishy with that kid and then seeing his mugshot. I was like, well, that's where some ambition gets you. Dude, uh, the I I don't know. Like that just reminds me. Like the, like the the used gaming community. Like so, I worked at a mom and pop gaming shop for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, like so, when I was like I was in my early twenties, and uh, I'm not gonna say the name of the place because I don't like I don't have anything bad to say about them, but sure. I just don't want there to be. Sure, I'll explain. <laughs> Uh, we sold we sold used video games. Uh, we sold board games, card games. Uh, we did a lot of stuff with trading card games. Like like we hosted Magic the Gathering every week, nice. uh, multiple times a week. Um, we had like I became like I came a, I became an official sanctioned judge for Magic the Gathering. Oh wow! So I could actually so I could actually host events. Like I knew the rules uh, really really well. Vin Diesel would love you. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> um. I learned, uh, I became an official sanctioned, uh, like they actually called you Pokemon professors, uh, oh. for the Pokemon trading card game. Oh, okay. Uh, so I could, so we could host sanctioned events and they would send us prizes and stuff like that. And, uh, but we sold used video games as well. And so like, like any other gaming shop, we had a shitload of Madden games from the previous, cause they made another shitty one of those every single fucking year. Mm-hmm. And so we had a bunch of them. And uh, when we when we first got going, there was a rivalry between us and another uh, and another gaming shop. And uh, it wasn't really between us. It wasn't between the owners of the two stores. It was between the people who frequented these places. Hmm. And uh, and so there was there was always this weird, nasty, competitive nature between the two stores as, as far as like the fans and the and the, the shoppers went. And and I always remembered like coming out of it after like several horror stories, thinking like you know what it's just kind of like it was a, it was a weird competitive uh, retail environment that you, that you don't really see in anything else. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like I mean like Walmart and Target aren't going at each other's throats like that. They're probably agreeing to prices to make sure that there's no competition of any kind. Sure, but. Um, but yeah, it was it was just kind of it was kind of strange, and so like hearing you like that sounds 
like your story sounds exactly like some of the crap that some of those people would pull off. Yeah. And, it, and it's just filthy. Like, but it also kind of uh, got me into looking up uh, some of that old stuff. Like, so, I mean, I'm not talking about like, obviously with those arcade one up cabinets, we're talking about new, uh, we're talking about new stuff because these have been developed relatively recently. Um, but, uh, I, re- I remember looking at a story about, it was another, it was another local game shop. Uh, it was, it wasn't local to me or anything like that, but it wasn't like a major chain. It wasn't game. It wasn't GameStop. It wasn't gamers. Uh, it wasn't anything like that. Uh, it was, it was a small shop mm-hmm. and they had an original copy like, and, and this is, this is hard to believe, but they had an original copy of Nintendo world championship. Mm-hmm. Which, which, uh, for those of you do not who don't know, uh, Nintendo back in the NES days released a cart, uh, a cartridge, of, it was it was three games. It was Tetris, Pole Position, and and Mario Brothers, uh, and I, I'm pretty sure those were the three titles. But you had to, uh, so like you had to complete a certain amount of stuff in Tetris. I can't remember if it was a score limit or if it was a certain amount of lines that you had to complete. Mm-hmm. Um, but they, but they held this as a tournament. So you did a certain thing in Tetris. You had to hit a certain time or do a, a race of some kind in pole position, and then do something in Mario brothers. Mm-hmm. Well, um, they had, so they had gray cartridges. It was a limited amount. Like they only made a few of these because they held this tournament. And then they had like 25 gold cartridges for the people who won. And those gold cartridges go for, like, if if they're, like, I haven't seen anything, any news on them recently, Mm -hmm. but when they were selling, they were selling for thousands upon tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah. It was, like, it was ridiculous. Now, the gray carts are doing the same thing. Well, a local shop had a, had a gray cart. They had a, they had an original, it wasn't a reproduction, there are a lot of copies, but they had an original uh, gray cartridge, and it had the certificate that proved that it was from Nintendo. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, uh, there was another gaming shop in that same area who, uh, apparently they had, they'd gotten a hold of a, a reproductive copy, which are worth nothing. Right. Like, like you can get them for like 10 bucks on eBay or something like that. Right. Well, apparently they had, uh, gotten a hold of one of the employees, uh, for the shop that had the real one and instructed them to swap out the real cartridge with one of the fake ones hmm. Hmm. and uh and they ended up and so they ended hmm. up selling it on eBay. well of course they got caught because they sold it on like they sold it on the store's uh yeah website way to way to raise your hand and say i did it <laughs> yeah yeah it was like, it was just it was just ridiculous and like i i just remember read like it was just the nastiest thing i don't know if it was a true story but it was like it was a really interesting article to read up on uh but yeah, like that, that it was just kind of like that backhanded stuff. Be like, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, and again, like the, the story that you told with the arcade machines, it's just like, that's just, that's just shit people don't do anymore. Yeah. Well, it still happens <laughs> that, just... that pulp culture exchange store in Omaha had a similar thing to what you just described. I love that place. Yeah. Well, when they first opened, that store. they had a rare, rare, rare video game. And I can't remember which one it was, but it's, it, it was a uh, legend of Zelda. Yes, and that that well, got stolen, is... and uh, yep. and uh, I don't know if they ever found the guy. The guy wasn't stupid enough to put it on eBay, but uh, I remember when that yeah, happened. I don't, I don't think, 
Yeah, I remember too. I don't think they did. But yeah, I don't think they did. There, there's that, always going to be people out there um, that uh, that want it, you know. And um, and I mean, if if they if they if they're desperate enough. But I guess the moral of the story is, if you, <laughs> I still don't get this. If why you wouldn't do this the second you move in someplace but whether you're moving into a new house or you're opening a business in a previously owned building you change the locks folks good god just change the locks i mean you know the gamers guy was so dumb because they caught him on camera i mean they didn't even cover up their faces they were so bold that it was a crisp clear booking because they were on camera but but they Dumb. just walked in because they had the keys. Like, change your locks, people. <laughs> it's not that hard. It's, it's a, I mean, it, it's harsh to to criticize them like that. But yeah, that's like that's like rental property rule number one. Right, right. It's like if the landlord doesn't change the locks, you figure out a way to get him to do it, or you do it yourself. Like, like come on. Yeah, and like, you know those you know, that that the the product that they stole. That's the life and blood of these shops. I mean, it's hard enough for these shops to exist, you know, when when every other kind of storefront is caving to the likes of Mercari and eBay and Amazon, um, and even even you know other other uh, uh, forms of of video gaming when you don't even need the cartridge. A lot of these stores people just aren't going to anymore because they can get those games yeah. some other way, and so. When you're talking about going in and raiding the stock of these stores, I mean they're already they're already burning through you know whatever money they're making you know let alone having to deal with thefts. So I always feel for that kind of stuff and and it was just it it just floored me that this guy was being and then it turned out that he was a YouTube uh he was a YouTube personality the guy that bought gamers and he was known for pulling stuff. Like he would buy, he would oh, sell shit. something, and then what he sent that person was something else. And then that person would be like, "What the hell, man? You sold me this really rare gaming thing." And then it turned out to not be the case. Um, and then he did this other thing in Omaha, which I don't remember hearing about. But he dressed up in prison garb and like went to a gas station and pulled a prank on some people trying to steal someone's car. And saying, I just got out of prison, and I ain't going back. And then they called the cops, and he's like, this is a YouTube prank. And he was trying to go viral. <laughs> it's like, don't do that. Don't be stupid. That is the that is the wrong way to try and go viral, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> like, so Because that is, actually, that is a crime. It doesn't matter if it was a prank. They're going to arrest you. Right. So that's the guy that bought gamers and put his face on on the trucks and put his face on the billboards and said, I'm bringing gamers back. And he brought it back by stealing from other shops. And it's just, it's shameful. It's so shameful. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's Omaha. The shop I worked in got broken into. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. We got, we got broken into and, uh, like a crap load of like the, like we had rare magic, like magic. The gatherings got cards that are worth way more money than, than you would think. Oh yeah. Um, but uh, we didn't have any of like the super crazy ones at the time. Like they were they were expensive. Like we're we're talking still less than a hundred dollars, but more than fifty. Um, that and um, like like any gaming shop, we don't keep the discs inside the inside the cases mm-hmm. for any of the games. 
And so we had like a we had like a drawer set up behind the behind the cabinet and all that stuff that we would uh, that we would store them in. And yeah, somebody somebody threw some somebody broke through the front window display and ran into the place and stole like a crapload of the magic cards and was just lift like just lifted games out of the mm. like it like it sucked mm. and uh and yeah that was the thing like we don't like you, you always feel like you're getting ripped off if you trade in video games to like GameStop or something like that now GameStop is a different story but for the smaller stores you ain't making a lot of money off of those used games right we're making like virtually zero money off of the new ones so uh right it's like <laughs> so yeah like that that always that always sucks. Well, and you kind of know I mean, it. I'm, I'm glad they caught the guy. Yeah, they did. I'm glad they caught him. They did. Yeah, because most of the time that 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 doesn't happen. I mean, just like with pop culture, I don't I don't, I don't know if they ever caught that guy. Um, yeah, we never caught ours. Yeah. So and that, well, sadly, sadly that happens a lot. But well, I know we had other topics Very to talk about, but I think we're we're well over our hour, and we could probably put that out to the next episode. You know what? I think I think it works out better when we just kind of like go off script because that's I think that's when our best conversations happen. <laughs> no, yeah, I, we, we talked about some good stuff and we had some quality <laughs> other stuff planned for this episode, but I think we could talk a lot on on those things too, and I'd rather not rush through it. So, yeah, that's fine for sure. Um, yeah, uh, this is actually a good place to wrap it up. We're we're just coming into like a like an hour ten, but nice. Um. Yeah, this was a this was a good one. Uh, thank you, Nerf Herders, for tuning in uh, to this episode thirteen of the Nap. Uh, don't forget to check us out on social media and join in on the conversation. If you've got comments about the episodes, uh, I will try and remember to post about them. I forgot last time, so if you're listening to thirteen, wondering why you didn't hear twelve, it's because I forgot to post about it. <laughs> <laughs> at least I think I did. I haven't looked at our social media late, late recently. We're a small operation yet. <laughs> we're we're getting there. Yeah. Um. But yeah, check us out on social media. Join up with the conversation. Uh. Start the conversation. If you've got a topic that you'd like us to talk about, hit us up on the social medias. Uh. You can check us out on YouTube, where we've got a bunch of different trailer reactions that we have referenced in the past. Uh. We've also got some, some movie reviews. Uh. From. Uh. Most most of last year. And uh, we're going to be bringing up some more video content once uh, the pandemic kind of lightens up. We'll be back to uh, in-person trailer reactions, but we've we've got some stuff to discuss after the podcast is is done recording. As far as like what we're going to do, as far as video content for now, because uh, with COVID nineteen, we don't know what's going to happen. Right, right. It's we're still kind of unpredictable, but yeah, uh, be sure to keep up with us there, and uh, we will catch you guys in the next episode. Take it easy. See ya.